Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Auburn Live Show, Recruiting Edition. Actually, it's Recruiting recruiting Edition. You might know it as the Shriver Freaking Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, uh, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And if you're not a member of that site, man, and you're a recruiting fan, you're definitely making a mistake because this is the time to join. This month is going to be jam-packed with recruiting intel, uh, football. I'm expecting some basketball stuff to start trickling out for the month of June. And today we are going to be discussing, looking forward, previewing with two of the guys who know more about it than anybody. Mr. Jay Head, how you doing, big dog? Doing good, brother. Glad to be here. I may or may not be at an undisclosed location where Alvin in Alvin Henderson's hometown. So, oh. <laughs> Alvin Maybe Henderson, I- the uh, top twenty-five running back who is visiting, camping in Auburn on Friday. And uh, if, if you're wondering who was over there wrestling the mic, that's Mr. Cole Pinkston, recruiting analyst for Auburn Live on 3. How the hell are you, Cole? <laughs> I'm good. Just trying to keep this mic in place, right? Yeah, my glasses. Yeah, no, I'm doing good, man. Oh, you got the glasses on today? Well, they got the glare on them, man. I can't see myself. I know. I do the same thing. I tried it last time. I took them off, and I couldn't even – I couldn't even read the bottom line ticker we got going there. Well, so. I'm okay if I keep everything close. If I back away, man, it's a little it's a little blurry, which is kind of way I like it with you guys on the screen. No, you need to <laughs> with me over here. I promise you that, brother. So, guys, we've got it's June 2nd. It is Thursday afternoon, June the 2nd, and we have we are on the verge of Auburn's first high school elite camp, which will take place on Friday. Also on the verge of on the same day, taking place as five big-time official visitors coming in to campus. So a big weekend in Auburn, and this is just the first of many for this month. There's going to be official visitors every weekend. Next weekend is going to be probably even bigger than this weekend, quality and quantity, although this weekend is not uh, lacking with quantity or quality. Uh, guys, looking at this weekend's official visit, I think this is the biggest story right here. You've got – Four-star linebacker Jaden Osbury coming back to Auburn after having come up on Monday to help his brother Austin move in. We got Jaden Osbury coming up from Baton Rouge. You've got Keon Brown, the four-star wide receiver from Florida, who Auburn offered about ten days ago, and he quickly set up an official visit. You got four-star defensive tackle Jamal Jarrett coming down from North Carolina, who has called in Nietzsche Sledge, his brother. Nietzsche, of course, was one of several guys that moved in on Monday, so he'll be on campus. Those two will reunite. Mm-hmm after having developed a close friendship and after meeting at a rivals camp, I think a couple of years ago. So big, uh, big visit there. And then you've got in Jaffrard, 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 big, big offensive lineman who Auburn has offered. And, you know, if you remember back early spring, he was huge. Like he was massive. Like he was almost too large. And Auburn wanted to see him, I think, before they really started to make their move on him. They wanted to see him and how he had slimmed down 
and he I think he came in cold. What was he? Was he three forty? Does that sound he, right? Yeah, he's he's a little above that, I think. But I mean, for his for his frame, that's that's uh, he's done some good work to get down to that. He is a massive individual. Whatever he did, Auburn loved what they saw. I think it was back in March or April. Decided to make a bigger move on him. So getting him back on campus is going to be big. And then probably, even though he's the pro, uh, the lowest rated, lowest ranked. Of the five, maybe M was a little lower than him, but Brock, Brock Auburn, Brock Glenn, the quarterback from Memphis, coming in for an official visit, all eyes will be on this guy because I think he is the most impactful commitment of the class and potentially signee of the class looking mm-hmm. ahead. Five big guys, top recruits, elite talent. Thoughts on this weekend, Jay Hen? So – I guess let's start off with it's interesting how they've packaged these official visits. Okay. okay? Because you've got your quarterback, which should be the leader of your offense, coming in this weekend. You've got a linebacker in Jaden Osbury who could potentially be the future leader of your defense coming in this weekend. A big, nasty nose tackle, an offensive guard that's an absolute mauler, and a wide receiver that's probably in the mold of a Seth Williams. So as they're going through these official visits, you're going to kind of see these guys group together a little bit. And if Jade Nosberry starts feeling Auburn, well, he's going to start recruiting that large nose tackle in Jamal Jarrett, you know, because that big nose tackle is a uh, smaller linebacker's best friend. Yep. If the visit starts going well for Black Glenn, what do you think he's going to do? Well, he's going to recruit that big old nasty offensive guard and that all-star wide receiver to come play for him. Pivotal visits for both Osbury and Glenn – I think the great thing is you're already ahead of the curve with both of them. This is not their first visit to Auburn, so you're not setting the expectation, which is where we kind of fell short a little bit last year. This was a brand-new coaching staff, and when they were bringing in official visitors last June, it was all eggs were in the basket on just getting in the doorway. I mean, branding yourself to a degree for the first time with these kids. That's not happening this time. These are secondary and even tertiary visits for these prospects. And it's just vastly important that they show these guys they're wanted in this class, they're needed in this class, how they transcend the NFL within their system, everything that they're going to do for them. And if they're smart, they're probably going to sit them down and say, hey, look, I can't really talk to you about NIL, but these are the kind of packages that we have here at Auburn. What do you think? So that's kind of my thoughts as the the onset of the weekend, but it's just a – a really huge weekend for some really big targets. And, you know, we saw last weekend uh, Raquez McKeldery came in, and he was a lone offensive lineman. He got all the attention. The week before it was Connor Stroh, got a big offensive lineman, got all the attention. What I noticed about this list, Jay Head, is uh, that you've got one at each position. position. Yep. So that those guys are going to be one-on-one with their position coach. They're going to get the, the attention, the meeting rooms, um, times with the coaches going to get uh it won't be spaced out man these guys will get the red carpet treatment from uh from from their position coach coles what uh what are you looking for this weekend well we've talked about having just one guy like you had mcgeldery and you had stro and it was sort of you you'd bring the whole staff in and sort of work on him all together and we talked about how auburn wants to do that but at the same time they are putting together big weekends too and if you look at the five that are there, and I talked about this on the board uh, on the corner the other day, um, at, I, I'm looking at three guys right now in Jeffrard, 
um, Brock Glenn, and and even Jay Nosberry, who Auburn may be the leader for, right? Even though the RPM doesn't show it, yes, I would put RPM, him in my yeah, class. Yeah, RPM shows LSU as the leader, and, and I talked about that today as well. I mean, there's a, there's a good reason why it shows that. They also have family ties at LSU. You know, uh, they've made him a priority at LSU. He's right down the road. So, yeah, there's – I mean, if you don't think LSU's real competition, they definitely are. Um, but having his brother at Auburn is huge, and and his brother has just checked in. He'll be there helping out, I'm sure. Um, Already is on Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. But that's the thing. you got three guys that Auburn probably leads for. I think they can lock Brock Glenn down. If they want Jeff Rard, they can get him, I think, and still working on Osbury, but getting closer. And then you got two more guys who, you know, Keon Brown, we're still learning about him. Yeah. Jamal Jarrett, boy, that's a big one. That is a big one. Yeah. And you got these guys here, they're on their visit, but could they be helping Auburn too? Because they're so high on Auburn. You know, that that's the dynamic where you have more guys there, uh, but you can still be sort of specialized to the one like Jamal Jarrett who you're still trying to grow interest in Auburn with him. So I think that's how it'll go. I, I'm with you, Cole. We're learning. We're kind of learning on the fly with this Keon Brown guy. He came out of nowhere. I'd never heard of him uh, okay. until Auburn yeah. offered him about 10 years ago. I mean, 10 days ago. Jamal Jarrett. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jamal Jarrett. Now, Georgia feels extremely confident with, with him. Yeah. And I, If I was going to make a pick on him, that's where I would have it right now. Yeah. But – Cole, you, you might have these might have been your words, but if I'm making a, a class projection right now, all Jaden Osbury is one of my linebackers, and yeah. Jafrard is one of my offensive linemen, and Brock Glenn is my quarterback. Jay, do you yep. agree? One hundred percent. If and, and I believe you've got the, the more solid intel on Jafrard as far as that's concerned. If Jafrard's a take, he's in this class one hundred percent. I right. know Glenn and Osbury are takes. There's no question. Yeah. Um, to me, it's you know it's so clustered right there at that offensive guard position with a guy like Jafard. You've got um, Clay Whedon from Florida, Rockrez McElderry, excuse me, McElderry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's so easy to do. It? it is. And it's DJ Chester. So you got a massive yeah. group of guys that are all – Kelton Smith, they're all similar skill set. And who's yeah. going to be the take out of that group? That's what I don't know. Um, I do know that the reviews, like you said, were very positive on Jafard. And I do believe he was at 360. I think that was the weight cold that you guys had. Yeah, listed. I think that's what he's at. 6'6", 360, but down from 400 plus. Right, yeah. I knew we it was something. We haven't seen him since he was on campus. What what weekend was that, Jeffrey? I thought it was uh, – Was it, it wasn't back in January, was it? March. It was March. It was March. Okay, it was A-Day, was it not? No, it was before A-Day. No, it was, it was uh, March 9th, I want to say, or maybe April 9th. When they I mean, had the I, I got you. I got you, big dog, because of the – the on three database man being able to pull up these visits and stuff. The yeah. recruiting profile. He was here March nineteenth. He was here. He was here January 29th. He was here January 29th for that big junior day, and I think they were like, "Damn, that dude's maybe too big," and yeah. they wanted to see him. And he came back uh, March nineteenth, and they were like, "Okay." And he was at a couple of games too. Uh, we saw him on the sideline. I, Iron Bowl yeah. and Georgia. I got a picture of him then. I was comparing the picture of him then and to the one now. Uh, yeah, he's definitely trimmed up a lot. But, you know, even though he was big, he, he wasn't like uh, – you see some guys that are sort of overweight and, and somewhat sloppy looking, and you go, okay, that, that's going to take a lot of work. Well, you looked at Jafrard even back when he was as heavy as he was, he wasn't sloppy. 
he's just he's just overweight. He just needed to lose some weight to get quicker. But I mean, he's always had the great frame. They knew looking at him that if he puts in the right work, he's going to be perfect. He's going to be exactly what he needs to be as far as frame goes. I tell you what, man, they're recruiting some horses. Typically, I know that, that I would I would put in the tackle category, but they're the the guards, the interior guys that they're recruiting, Sands, Braden Joyner, and um, Connor Lou, the two centers, I think are yeah could possibly play. Okay, Braden's not short either, but Connor is right. He's more prototypical center. Is that yeah. right? Uh, yeah, I mean they both kind of are. They're about the same. Uh, okay, but man, you're talking. I mean, you don't know how many six six guys that I find out Auburn's looking inside guys. And I talked about that a little bit on our call-in show, or maybe it was last week's uh, podcast, the size of the overall offensive line. That was something that when Will Friend came in immediately, just this type of style that they want offensively, the kind of offensive lineman that they want philosophically, they're just a little bit larger. So a guy like Brodarius Ham, you know what I mean? If you were recruiting him now, he'd 100% be an offensive guard, and that's how he would be treated. And in my opinion, if Brodarius, Horn, if Brodarius Ham is developed as a guard, he's probably in the NFL right now. That's my honest opinion. Yeah. Or, you yeah, know, he was the draft pick. Right? By having to play offensive tackle purely out of need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, that's the goal, right? Try to avoid that from happening anymore. Um, yes. That was the, that's been the case. You saw guys kind of out of position at times, and that's what they want to avoid. And there it is. Try to get I'm as many as they can. Uh, Brodarius, I think I saw he signed on with the USFL team. He did. I think didn't he sign on with the Birmingham Colts? Isn't that where he signed on with? I'm not exactly sure. Maybe I maybe I got that wrong. Is that Birmingham, England? <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I thought that it was Birmingham Stallions. Stallions, yeah. It is the Stallions. You're right. Colts. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> Dude, Birmingham Stallions goes back to my childhood days, man. That was old school Birmingham yeah, Stallions. They used to be great. They used to be really good. I used to go to Legion Field and watch them play. No, um, they're good now. Aren't, aren't they doing? Really, aren't they in the playoffs? I haven't really kept up with it, honestly. I, I, I don't think they're in the playoffs just yet. I think they still got some more games to play. Gotcha. Uh, a couple of. Uh, Tomorrow's camp, the first of three high school elite camps, they're going to have another one uh, next week, pretty much one every week for the next three weeks. They're going to have one January, June the 6th, what I think is Monday. Is yes. that right? Thursday, uh, Friday, then they're going to have Monday. A couple of uh, three guys that we know that are coming, I'm going to be keeping an eye on, or, or, or is we mentioned Alvin Henderson, the 10th grade running back from Elba. Then, of course, you've got Air Apprentice uh, Air Nolan, 2024. I think he's the number eight quarterback. He's from Langston Hughes. Auburn already has a commitment from Terrence Love. Two guys, Jelani Thurman, Joshua Horton, both coming for official visits Friday week, June the 10th. Those two guys on the Friday camp. And then Monday, you've got the, the, the very intriguing Juco kid, Samaj James, who I thought was – it was a fascinating – I talked to him for – 15 minutes the other night. It was fascinating just listening to his story because the kid played last year at Fort Scott at 16 years old. He was 16 years old. So he 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 he, he was at uh, St. Pope something. Oh, shit, what's his – dang it. I forgot, I forgot which one. I think it was Pope High School down in Florida, and he had played with Terrion Arnold and – Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and was, I, so, I remember his name as a high school recruit. Uh I mean, you don't forget that name, right? Well, he, he was going – yeah, right. 
<laughs> Shamar James is who I was first initially thinking of, the kid from Faith. This kid is Samaj James. He was he, he said he was set to go to Georgia to play nickel for Kirby Smart. That's how good he was. Um Yeah, I remember I remember actually uh Georgia was was a school that was on him and then Oregon because yep. I think Dan Lanning was one of the big it, it all kind of happened pretty quick, but I, he never went anywhere. He went to JUCO, you know. So yeah. He said so. The, so the uh, the counselor, the guidance counselor, whatever, came to him and she she said, you know, are you Samaj? Because everybody's been wanting transcripts of you. But she, he had been to a previous high school, and she goes, what did the, what were they putting you in? Like what classes? And I had you in like, in like three PE classes, and he was like, man, I was just doing what I was told, right? right. And he, she said, well, you're you know a partial qualified. You're not qualified to go to college in I guess two years. He was a junior. He goes. He does all these online courses trying to get eligible, and was apparently late in turning in one of the things and realized that he wasn't going to be eligible. So he dipped out and went to Fort Scott. Played last year. He's he's. I guess he was young for his grade, anyways. Mm-hmm. But he he turns eighteen in October. So he turned seventeen this past October in the middle of the season for Fort. He was sixteen years old and, and playing last year at a prominent JUCO who out, plays out in Kansas. Um, teams, Butler, all those guys. Yeah, uh, and then Fort Scott had a kid down the field. I, I had forgotten about this. I don't know if y'all do you remember a, a guy last year at Fort Scott? He died on the field, and uh, vaguely, I, I yeah, me too, me too. It, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. You all, you, you, you always hear something. I mean, I, I vaguely remember it. I don't remember doing much research into it, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, kind of remember that. Well, they shut down the program at at Fort Scott. After that, so now he's at yeah. Butler. He's yeah. seventeen years old, turns eighteen in October, and uh, Albert's kind of been been pursuing him since January. He wanted he's originally from Tallahassee, going to get him on campus Monday, and he's definitely got to keep an eye on man. He, he's young, he's talented. A lot of schools are after him. Nobody has really offered yet, and I think most people want to get him on campus, including Auburn. But definitely got to keep an eye on next Monday for the, uh, the for the second high school elite camp. <clears throat> um, and then, of course, after that, you've got a couple of – I think you've got an O-line, D-line camp. But what I'm really looking forward to is Friday week, man. That's uh, next weekend's official visitor list when you've got Hunter Osborne, you've got Keldrick Falk, you've got Jelani Thurman, Joshua Horton. Um, uh, what's the linebacker? Uh, C.J. Allen. C.J. Allen. Well, and then you got the big one out of Denmark too, right? Isn't uh, – D. Creighton. It, D. Creighton, yes. There's two linebackers next week, yes. So, Christian Robinson's got Jaden Osbury this weekend. He's got C.J. Allen and D. Creighton both next weekend. Loaded group. Um, I think yeah. we just I think we named all the June 10th because there's five this weekend, six next weekend as it stands now. Keldrick Falk, Hunter Osborne, Joshua Horton, three stud defensive linemen. We'll leave them in that category. Falk is an edge. Hunter Osborne – is he kind of a Colby Wooden, a five kind of guy? Yeah, he's, he's a five tech. Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, and then, of course, Joshua Horton, who's your traditional more three. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I'm working. I'm working on my numbers. And think positions. like uh, Zeke Walker with with Horton. Okay. And you've got C.J. Allen, D. Creighton, and then so all of those are defensive. I just noticed that, except for Jelani Thurman. You got five guys yeah. coming in next weekend on defense, studs, and then yep. Jelani Thurman. And I'm sure Chance Love will come over as well. I saw today that Jelani Thurman is now wanting to have a July decision. 
So very yeah. important to get him on campus this weekend, make that impression. Um, you know, it, it, it's really strange how the Juno V's have just started to dominate. I mean, at, within what the last two or three years, Jeffrey, yeah. it's this is really kind of a new fad um, where coaches want to be able to devote more time to, you know, prospects that they're really interested in. Um, because it's so hard in season to have these officials to be able to yeah. this kind of time. And get 48 straight hours. 48 straight hours, whereas we used to have Big Cat at the very beginning of the summer as our opening pitch to kind of get people interested. Now this staff is using camp season and official visit season, and then they're going to put Big Cat weekend in July. I think that's a fantastic way to close the summer. Um, yeah. Just yeah. the – I guess the phenomenon of the June official visit. I mean, it, it, and it's everywhere. Yeah. I'll, I'll be curious to see how many of these OV guys, which most of the OV guys are your very, very top targets. Yep. How many of those guys are going to come to Big Cat too? I mean, surely. surely and then come back for a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, they're going to keep visiting there. And, and most of these guys are from, you know, Georgia, Alabama. Um, in fact, uh, all six guys we named for the June 10th are Alabama and Georgia prospects. Yep. So, you know, I, I think I think they're going to keep coming back, and that's just I tell you what the June the June official visits have gotten so big that even Dabo's starting to do them. Over oh, yeah. You know, you know, and he was against it, man. And I don't mean that it's not like a shot or anything, but it's like he said, you know what, I, I'm gonna have to do this. I have to because everybody else is is getting them in. I have to have these official visits right now. Yeah, no, he, he's learning that too about his offers as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's having to right. I mean he thought he's yeah. going to be all. Hey, I'm not offering to where. Uh, hey, while y'all were talking about Cole, you were talking about Alabama and Georgia. I just went back over the list for this weekend. Yeah, not one person from Alabama, but five different states: Louisiana, Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah, all the surrounding yeah. states. Yeah, all feeder states for our recruiting footprint. And, and you just hit the nail on the head, Jeffrey, because we've done such a better job this year utilizing our feeder state schools. Yes. Last year, I mean, you were bringing in guys from New York and Nebraska and Pennsylvania and California, Oregon. And I'm not – they probably were going where they had relationships, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, sure. Those are the guys. But you see the difference, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear, you know, this is going to sound like an excuse, but you see the difference that a year makes in being able to recruit to Auburn for a brand new staff and how you can cultivate and develop those relationships over a season. If this staff can win the proper amount of games and make some noise this fall on the field, just think about how much further along we're going to be even next year if you're showing that upward trajectory. And they've still got the the, the connections up north. We just saw them offer – from Philadelphia, the big uh, lineman that's committed to uh, yeah. Naquil Strand, the Strand or something. Yeah, should have yeah. wrote a story about him. But then you think about you got Side Deer Mitchell and Phil Picciotti coming in later this yeah. m- uh, Mitchell from New Jersey, uh, Picciotti from Pennsylvania. Yep, I'm trying to think who else. So there's you, and of course Connor Stroh's already come in from Texas. Yes, right. Well, of course, you know you you even. Uh, you even hit one in Nebraska last year, Texas. You got Louisiana, so oh, yeah. it's not it's not wrong to go out there. It's just uh, your emphasis needs to be on your states around, and, and a lot of people were upset about that because it wasn't really happening. And now um, you can't really argue that anymore because it is. And 
you're still going outside your comfort zone too. So that's okay. I mean, you widen your net and, and if it's not working out, then you know, you know who your top targets are. So you keep coming back. Yeah. It's, it's a delicate balance. It really is. It's a delicate balance to strike. And you're right, Cole. I mean, I think the importance of recruiting that regional footprint is you can get those guys on campus multiple times over. And when you're an ascending program like Auburn, you need guys on campus as much as you possibly can. It's hard to get guys from New Jersey on campus multiple times. It's hard to get guys from Nebraska on campus multiple times. So if you don't slam dunk that OV, you're just kind of at a disadvantage with these kids that are local. And if you can get them, you can get them on campus multiple times. Even if they have a subpar visit, you can rebound on that next time around. So that's just kind of the importance of it, the way I think I see it and, and you guys as well. Yep. Yeah, uh, Naquil Tran. I think I said that, didn't I? The kid from uh, that's yeah. committed to Colorado from Philadelphia. I, I'm just looking back over some of our stories on for the past week. We kind of skipped over Jaden Osbury coming, but for the record, he did come with Austin Cole. Cole kind of threw this uh, through the corner a bone earlier. And it was a possibility. He did come with his brother Austin to move in on uh, on Monday, then turn around, and drove back to Baton Rouge, and then is now turning around and coming back with his mother and father, I think. Yes, uh, which will be uh, which will be very important. You know, as as many times Austin came to Auburn last year, which I think was two or three times from Baton Rouge, built a great relationship, felt very at home. Zach Etheridge was was huge with him. Austin didn't come. He, he didn't. I mean, it's not like every trip he that he came. So it wasn't. He wasn't making every trip that Austin made. So it was important. It's important to get him back Monday. See what these new freshmen. They're you know the digs that they're in. I mean, they got some nice. They got a nice setup, big dog. Brother, I promise you, Conway Acres wasn't that nice for me when I moved to Auburn. I, I promise you that. <laughs> I was in the Tiger Terrace on West Glen, son. I had the one bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> with the wood panel walls man i hear you brother i hear you uh, wood, wood panel made. walls and then hey let's don't forget miles graham who came in who was it when was when did miles graham miles graham 2024 probably oh, i think he's the number three linebacker it, it was the same day because Jaden osbury is the number three linebacker in 2023 miles graham yeah. is the number three linebacker in 2024 and both were here on monday miles yeah. graham Miles Graham is the son of Omar. Yes. Omar Graham, who played with Cadillac Williams at Tampa Bay. And, and Miles like, man, that's Uncle Cadillac to me. That's aunt to me. Hmm. Like he, He's got a very strong relationship with Cadillac on top of a very strong relationship he has with Christian Robinson. And Damari Austin. Damari Austin, former, former high school teammate of Damari Austin. So very fami- familiar to this guy. And he's a guy that we'll be talking about next year saying, oh, remember he came – and he and this was the second visit of the spring. He came earlier in – I think it was March or April. So he yeah. is – he's yeah. got some – of course, in-state Georgia is going to be tough to beat. I'm sure Alabama will be in there. Ohio State, Clemson, everybody's going to want this kid. And Auburn has gotten in on him, got the relationships developed. So it'll be uh, fun watching his recruitment next year and seeing how uh, – man, we talk about it every time we talk about the po- potential of this class. But, man, you make some noise this year. Yeah, make some noise this year. Yep, that's the key. That is the key. Get and, some juice. Yep, get some juice on the trail. Yeah. And, uh, now I've got a little update. We talked about Charlie Jones. We're, I was going to 
kind of merge into the transfer portal because it's been kind of quiet. It's been kind of dead um, lately, last couple of weeks. Charlie Jones, the uh, wide receiver from Iowa, was interested in Auburn. We we I think we talked about his possible Purdue commitment, yeah. although he hasn't publicly said it. There's been reports, but I will say that even if he hasn't confirmed it, uh, Auburn is no longer a factor. He's done. It's out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll move on there. I don't have anybody else. I have. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I, I, not not full disclosure. But there are some guys that have been in the portal a long time. Some very talented guys at very talented, uh, well, uh, highly needed positions for Auburn. Yes, they're still in there. Yes. And if they're working towards getting eligible to transfer to Auburn, wouldn't that be interesting? Yes, it would. So I've got a couple of names we'll be keeping track of. And so I, although it's been quiet, it's not completely dead. There, there's still some things in the back. And it may not it, it may not amount to anything, right? But I will yeah. say that there are some things in motion, or at least some things people being tracked. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll leave it at that for now. It won't of course it won't be too much longer. We'll know whether or not it's happening, right? Yeah, it'd be like a month. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say August 1st, probably so about yeah. a month and a half. You'll know, you know what I mean, whether or not that's going to materialize or not. If uh, So that'll be um, something we'll be tracking. Because at, at this point in the transfer portal process, if you haven't transferred somewhere, there's a reason that you haven't. And you're probably working on getting your transcripts in order to be able to transfer. Or you're a grad transfer who's going to enter late, kind of like uh, what was the wide receiver from Georgia, Demetrius Robertson. Yes, did, did a year ago, kind of jumped in late and worked yeah. out perfectly for Auburn. Auburn needs another Demetrius Robertson in this class. They need a grad transfer who can come in and play, and he did. And it didn't matter that he came in in, what, August? No. Right, right before the first week. Yeah, had zero bearing. And, look, he wasn't all-world by any means, but he was productive, made plays, um, and we could use an extra veteran in that room to help bolster the floor. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I, and I tell you what, guys, I, I I saw this. I got a I got a question for you, and it's from uh, subscriber L J S R H S one one two seven. He meant he, he asked this question on the corner, and I thought, man, that would be a great thing to talk about on the Shrivel Pod, throwing it at uh, at J Head and Cole as well. I think it's he wants to know like how many at each position do you see Auburn taking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this class, and I thought, and I started going over my head. Well, one here, two there, three there, and I thought, well, 
let's let's bounce that off of each other. Let's see. I, I'll tell you what. I, I'll go. We'll, we'll just start at quarterback. I think we all agree Auburn's going to take one one quarterback. Yes. One. Yep. One. One yeah. quarterback. We all agree Auburn would love to take two running backs. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I would even say it doesn't go above two. I'd say two. And I don't think it's going to be one either. I think it's going to be two and a deadline at two. Uh, if Auburn were to get one running back, what's the running back room look like next year? Tank's gone, right? Yeah. So you Tank's got Jarquez? Yeah. Hunter Austin. Uh, yes. Sean Jackson. Jordan Ingram. Yeah. Jordan Ingram. Which is why you're pushing for two. Right on. You want to you wanna push the average guys down the, the depth chart a little bit. Yeah. You don't want the average guys rising to the top. No. So, right. I agree. I got one running back. Wide receivers, which, shit, man, I think you take as many good ones as you can. I think in When I say my, that, I mean three to four. Yeah, I got three. three. to four. It, it, it really well. I guess I'm going to go with four. If you're going to count transfers, I think they're going to try to take three high school guys and a and a and a, and a transfer in this cycle. I honestly believe they're going to go out and target one to two transfers. So it may be as much as five. Um, if we can fit it all underneath the 85. We're not necessarily predicting, but I'm just going to predict three. That's my prediction. Three high school signees. Yeah, three definitely high school. Um, and if we're factoring in transfers, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to raise that number to four. Now, of course, I think they could go to four, maybe even five. But I, I just – my prediction is that they get three from the high school ranks. Yeah, Jay Lee, are we talking sheerly high school when we're doing this? Is that what we're going to – We're talking We're talking the end of the uh, the start – a year from now, how many Auburn wide receivers have reported to campus hmm, from the okay. 2023 class? 2023 class. Yeah, I'll, I'll go I'll go four then. Yeah, I'll go four then because if we're going to mm-hmm. include transfers, I'm definitely going four. And, I, and I'll, still stay, I'll still stay at two for running back. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I just think that's where the number sits. Yeah. Tight end looks good. The tight end room looks really good. I, th- I still think you want to take one. One. For sure. Well, I mean, a guy like Jelani Thurman is a tight end, but he's not exactly you know, traditional. He's, he's, he's a hybrid guy, so he's kind of got his own you know, thing going there. So, so you, you can take be- him also, I think – I honestly think if they find a tight end, a traditional type tight end, more like uh, Luke Deal, a guy that's good on the line of scrimmage that can block and also can get out and routes and things, I think they'd go with that too. And Jelani Thurman, if they can get them both. Luke Deal being like a McKeska, Reed McKeska, who's just yeah, Reed McKeska, yeah. They just offered another guy too, I believe, uh, up in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The Midwest. That that's what leads me because they keep they keep kind of offering guys and targeting guys. And that just leads me to believe they do want a traditional type tight end too, if they can. I don't think it's like a, a must, but they would definitely take one. Yeah. So I then one to two for tight yeah. end. Cause if you, one if you looking at Jelani Thurman as a hybrid, which I think we all are, then one to two. And office line. We all agree. It's going to be a big class. When I say big, I mean a, a, a total line replacement, at least on paper. Right, I mean, I'm I'm thinking a, a center, two guards, two tackles, maybe another tackle or a guard, a best available. That's how I'm getting to six. I'm I feel taking like it'll eight. Be... Oh shit, really? If we're going to count transfers, I'm 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 going okay. eight guys in this offensive line class. I think so we're going to eight take... new names on the 2023 roster at offensive yes. line. You know what? That's that's a good way to look at it, Jay Head. 
I probably I probably say Auburn takes five to six and then adds yeah, two to three. I, I, yeah, I, I can see it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go one Damn. more, and I'm, I almost went ten, but I'll go nine. <laughs> you brought me down a little bit. <laughs> I just I don't think you can. Here's the problem: is getting that underneath your 85 because you can't take away from another position. I mean, we need. Don't get me wrong; we're losing six OL after this season. Your numbers in that room still aren't even where you want them because you've only got 15 guys. You technically want it probably between 15 to 18. So I'm with you, Cole. Well, well don't forget too. I mean, you're you're gonna. I don't see a a scenario where you don't have a few hit the portal from your own roster. Right. Sure. Right. I mean, so because somebody's not going to play. And and and, those and it could things. even it could even be offensive linemen, even though you got, I mean, my gosh, the door's wide open for offensive linemen, but it could somebody could could leave. I mean, you never know. Nobody thought Tayshawn Manning would leave when he was a possible starter, right? No, no. Hey, uh, you know what? You know what's going to be easy, uh, really easy for Auburn to do next year at this time is get transfer offensive linemen. Yes. When you've got every position open, because that's what they want, right? That's what the transfer guys want. And that's so you're going to get, let's say, Auburn signs five to six high school offensive linemen, and then that transfer portal wave comes, what, February the 1st now? Well, and that's up for debate. Yeah, they're working on it in the show. Okay. But you you get your high school guys locked in. They want it earlier or later? They want it later. later. Good. Well, several coaches do. Some like Shane Beamer and Kirby don't, but we'll talk about you, that. A little they want to okay. line up with the the actual date for for everything else. They don't want to have their own day. They want it to be along with everything else instead of okay, the SEC does it three months earlier. They want it to be with the NCAA on that. Okay, I really it's don't know what I read on that. <laughs> well, I could see Auburn taking five six offensive linemen, high school offensive linemen. And then adding at least two in, from the transfer portal, and I think that it'll be right for the taking. I agree, and I think I think we're going to take two from the transfer portal, regardless. It, like Cole said, we may take more, but do yeah, we, right? Do you at get a Zaire back? Do you get a Keandre Jones back? I think that will kind of drive how many transfer offensive linemen you take. But I'm I'm solid at eight. I think we're we'll have eight new guys. Um in that offensive line room this time next year. I agree. At least eight, right? Yeah. Ooh-wee, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, it really about, would. Talking about some folks fired up. Yeah, I'm I don't, even think, I don't even think they care who it is. Hey, eight linemen, sweet. Yeah. You know? Do you we'll think I'm be- wrong in, in, in saying I, I, six come February signing day and then adding two or three transfers after yes. that? I think six is the number for high school. I think that's what they want. I think they want yeah. Yeah, five, five yeah, one at each position. So, you know what I mean? A left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right, right guard, and the center. And then they want a best available. Right. You know, sure. whether that's Connor Liu, whether that's, you know, Ian Jaffard, whether that's – Shelton Smith. Know, yeah, whoever, Clay Whedon, what, whoever right. ends up being your best, Connor Stroh, you yeah. know, a guy that can probably play multiple spots for you. Yep. So, but that's exciting, man. I haven't seen anything like that since shit 10, 10 years maybe. Probably uh, not in the Gus Malzahn era. No, I skipped right over him. <laughs> uh, turning to defense, so so we've got one quarterback, two running backs, three to four wide receivers, one to two tight ends, and eight offensive linemen total. That's eight, ten, fourteen. Hey, by the way, Jeffrey, is not to 17. not to ruin your uh, train of thought there, but Charles Power with on three just dropped his 
10 guys who could see a ratings bump, basically guys on the rise. Tell me Brock Glenn's in there. He's not. <laughs> but uh, Jordan Hall, defensive lineman from Florida, is in there. He's yep. visiting. DJ Chester, interior yep. offensive lineman from Conyers, Georgia. Yep. And I would put him in my class, too. Yep. I would, as of today. Now, I don't know. I would have to look and find out, is him and uh, Jafrard, are they the same spot guy? Is it one or both? I mean, you know, is, uh, it, either, or either, is it either or? Well, yeah. I, I mean, with with the the five to six we were talking about with high school linemen, yeah. I would think at least three would go to guards, and not counting Braden Joyner, right? Eh, well, I think two would go to guards, and then you would have a swing guy. That's how I would handle it. Okay. Yeah. I would have two guards and then a guy that's capable like a Connor Stroh or like a DJ Chester that could also – or Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. Clay Whedon, right? Yeah. Clay Whedon could be a swing guy, right? Maybe. You know yeah. – Oh, you, well, think I, he's, he's, you think he's strictly inside? I think he's a guard. I think Connor Stroh might be your swing guy because yeah. he might could play tackle too. It's just uh, at this point – I don't know if they've even narrowed it down that much. I think they want to see where everybody's at and then go and work out the numbers later and see who we can get in that we really like. You know what I mean? But as yeah. far as – yeah, as far as my take goes, when the limited film I've seen of him, Jay Lee, I feel like his athleticism transcends better to guard. That's where he – you know, he fits a little bit better, where his power can be utilized. I don't know with regard to his feet if he has the athleticism to play on the outside on an island. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I will say this about the transfer portal next year. All these guys going to Alabama and Georgia and thinking they're going to sit or, or thinking they're going to play and they ended up sitting three years and they were five-star, four-star, high four-star guys that picked Alabama and Georgia over Auburn and now see immediate op playing opportunity at Auburn. If Auburn makes some noise next year, those are the guys that I'm going to be looking for in the transfer portal. you dang right. And I got a couple of names on my list. <laughs> I do. Sure. Uh, defense. Turning to defense. This is going to be a y'all. Y'all might have to walk me through how you're going to uh, divide up your numbers here. Are you going to uh, going with a, a nose guy, a three, a five, a, an edge? How how are you taking guys here? All right. So we'll separate edge, and then we'll just count D line as one total. Okay, that's what I did. Um, I think that's the easiest thing to do for the for everybody that's watching the show, so we don't get too technical. Right on. Um, me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm learning though, man. I'm you learning. are. Hey, look, I, I'm 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 impressed, brother. But yeah, so we'll you, go edge, DL, okay. linebacker, and secondary. Okay. Yeah. All right. In, in, on the DL, shit, man. I, I'm kind of I'm more open to suggestions here. I haven't really. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Are you keeping count? Is that what you're doing? Are you? That's what I was doing. I've got 17 okay. right now, at most on the on, 17 on offense. On offense, and that's okay. if Auburn maxes out with four wide receivers, with two tight ends, and with eight offensive linemen. Yeah, I was wondering. I knew we were getting kind of high there. I mean, they just signed a class of 17 players, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. D line, I would say four. Yeah. Oh, not counting. You're counting. Hunter Osborne. Yes. Yeah. Any D -line, anybody that's not an edge, D line. Anybody that's not on edge. Okay. I like it. He says four J head. I'm going to go with four, including one transfer. So I'm going to go okay. with three high school guys and one transfer. So four. I like and it. We, you know, we may not have to take a transfer. I mean, if, if a guy like. Oh, um, you, Zeke Walker takes off. 
then you don't necessarily need a transfer more per se. If you have a Jeffrey Emba plays up to expectation, then you're not going to have to have that situation. But right now I would say four guys. That's, that's kind of my feeling on it. It's one transfer and, and three high school players. Yeah. Two edge, three edge, three, two, three, two to three, at least. Yeah. Two high school guys, a transfer. Yeah. Two high school guys and a transfer. I mean, I think if they could get three high school guys of the elite ones, they take. Yeah, it. right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't think you turn down an elite edge no matter what, what you've got in the bank. No, because the problem is right now is you only of the edge players that you've got, you've got three natural edge guys, and you got a guy like Cam Riley that can probably moonlight out there, and you got a guy like Kobe Wooden that can give you some snaps there. So not a lot of depth. You probably want at least five in that room, I would think, Cole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're going to lose two, because there's the potential you could lose Leota, and there's the potential you could you're definitely losing Hall to the NFL. Well, that takes you down to one natural edge. So you're going to have to really put some of you know I mean some numbers in your class towards that position. Yeah, they they got to get at least four total transfer yeah. in high school. So right now they've got three on the roster and they're losing Derek. Losing Derek for sure, and potentially Leota. I would say they do lose Leota. Damn, yeah. dude, you yeah, at least four, right? Just to just to fill out the depth chart. Yeah, <laughs> right. So at least probably two to three from high school, and another one to two from you know the transfer market. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I, like I guess that. it's still possible to – I mean, there's still going to be a few transfer portal entries even though the deadline is over. Mm-hmm. It's possible, I guess, that they would pick somebody up who would have to sit out the year too. Well yeah. – Right. Why not? Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it could happen. If a guy that they're interested in does. But my guess is at the edge position, there there is a target in there that's doing some academic coursework. And if we add one, it's going to be one of those guys. Right. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking is happening elsewhere. Yeah. There, there's some people that, that know that there's an opportunity there for Auburn if they can get some things done this summer. It's not over. I would agree. Yeah, anybody that's in the portal right now, and if they were to circle back on and grab them, they would be eligible. Right. Correct. If, yes. As long as they got in before May one, or they're a grad transfer, and they the can get they'd be eligible. Yeah. And the grades are right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cornerback. I, I always list these as two, uh, two two different categories. You've got safeties, and you've got cornerbacks. Yep. DBs, CBs. Uh, CB. Okay. Are you putting Terrence Love with the DBs? Yes. Okay. Terrence Love is with my DBs. He's with my safeties as of today. Now he may grow into a linebacker because he's got that kind of build. Did we skip? Did we skip linebacker? Yes, what? we did. I, I had already written down my guess. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Let's keep going with, with okay. cornerbacks. Yeah, yeah. Jay, you were saying Terrence Love, who is listed and ranked as a linebacker, yep. being recruited to Auburn to play safety. Yeah, yep. I got him as a boundary safety slash nickel. I'm with Cole on that. Yeah, nickel could be possible too. Okay, um, so how many more are you going to add back there at safety? It's safety one more. So I'm I'm only taking two safeties in this class. I think adding Cameron McDonald, or not Cameron McDonald, excuse me, Craig McDonald. Craig, yeah. That's right. Don't forget about him. That's right. Boy, yeah. gosh, there's some young talent in the safety room. Uh yeah. they're gonna be there for a while. He, Gilbert, uh Caden Bridges. Yeah. Wooden the only guy. Puck oh yeah. Don't forget about there. Caleb. Yeah, Caleb Wooden. So you got three really young players in that at, at that spot. Um, and and I think he's only a redshirt sophomore in Craig McDonald. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going with two guys at safety. I don't. I and you may only end up taking one. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that might be a spot that they could trim back at. Um, 
because I think Puckett's got another year. So if he doesn't leave, yeah. yeah, you know, you may only you only may only take one in this class. You know, if you can get an elite one like the kid out of uh, out of Birmingham, Tony Mitchell. Yeah, Tony Mitchell. Then you'll take him all day, every day. Sure. Uh, and you'll and the numbers will work themselves out. Of course, you only have one guy at nickel that you're really comfortable as like a true nickel would be Kaufman. So Terrence Love probably fits there. If that's the case, you know, one more safety, but you also look maybe another nickel if you want to keep him at safety. They, they can kind of play around with that because they have good numbers right now on, on the roster. They do, although I think Osbury is going to be a nickel. I think, I think he is a yeah, nickel. Yeah, you got Osbury. I've really? watched his tape over and over, and I just think he is a prototype nickel for this defense. Man, they had some good DBs last, last class, didn't they? they Definitely. I, I forgot all about Osbury in, in thinking about this here. Because he's probably safe for your nickel too, right? Yeah, oh, he's, he's safe for your nickel. Yeah. Probably the guy who shined the most in the spring was Caleb Wooden, who was the most underrated kid in the class. Nobody really paid attention to him. He's Kobe's little brother. You know, he's a three-star yeah. recruit. And he went out in the spring. And just, he, he, I heard his name a few times. He can play. He reminds you of his defensive backs coach, didn't he? Yeah, so absolutely. And that went on the just and started playing as an absolute true freshman. Same storyline. Hmm. Sure did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, beating up a kid from Columbus High School out there on the practice field one day. Oh, <laughs> Deron. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, Deron Fur. <laughs> his, cle- his, cle- his cleats are still out there somewhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> Zach put the pound into his. Yeah, he oh, sure did. God, I forgot all about that. <laughs> man, that's crazy how things would leak back then, right? Oh, I know, right? But that, yeah, you know, I mean, that goes to what we were talking about, how you guys used to have that on. Un- un- Tethered access back mm. there to the coach's office. Yeah, yeah. If y'all don't remember, Zach Etheridge beat the shit out of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he did. I don't know how to say. He whipped his ass. Uh, Deron <laughs> Fur, who was like a four-star quarterback at the time from Columbus, yeah. was a Carver. Yeah, Columbus Man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Deron Fur. He had, a, he had he had a wide receiver with him too. I think he ended up going to Florida State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, built like Kyle school. Davis was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. He's obviously forgettable. But anyways, yeah. all right, so cornerback, we talked about the 2022 class, defensive back. Cornerback, it's not a huge need anywhere in the defensive backfield that I can think of, right? I mean, two to three corners, nickels, what? I'm going to go two corners in this class. I don't mm-hmm. think we take any more than two um, unless you have attrition at that position that we're not expecting. Ah. I would say that if there is a position that might have attrition, it could be corner. Maybe a guy like A.D. Diamond. Because, I mean, you got a guy like J.D. Rim coming in who, who knows, that guy could come in and be a guy this year. He could be um, a dude for sure. And Keontae Scott, who will report later. Um, proven guy in JUCO. Uh, you know, Pritchett and, and Simpson, I do they have another year? They, they have another is. year, but I think mm-hmm. they can I think they're probably gonna turn pro. I think you lose both of them, which is why you can keep a guy like AD Diamond, because I think he's gonna slot into the two deep. Um, especially if a guy like Osbury is gonna be playing nickel. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that you lose all that much. And I think if you can bring in two high school guys in this class to kind of be, you know, you, you, your third deep right there. That would be the plan as of today. I would say two to three. Yeah. Probably leaning more towards two. 
yeah, I lean towards two, and I think, I think, you know, we get uh, one on the board here in July. Um, I think we're going to get the kid that's uh, the kid's brother from Clemson. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, I, I, Av I, Terrell. Yeah, with you there. I, I think, uh, he's going. He's going back to Clemson this weekend. Going to Clemson this weekend, but we get him. I think on the seventeenth, or maybe we get him on the twenty third. So we get that opportunity to, you know, to counterpunch what Clemson puts out there. And I know Zach has been, you know, he's been the man on that side of the ball. Absolutely. And, and I, there's a good relationship with A.V. He loves Zach Etheridge. Yep. A.V. So, Terrell, Ethan Nation is a guy to watch. Dale Miller. Hurley. Still got Jaleel Hurley sitting there. Dale Miller was one that, like, you know, you can always circle back to him, I would think. Well, and, and I know the staff really likes him, obviously. I think they're going to shoot high, and it's not that Dell's not high. I think he's a fantastic kid and a fantastic player. I just think they're chasing some elite guys in this class. I agree. And I, I'll tell you what, though, if Dell goes to IMG and he and he kills it at IMG, which is not out of the realm of possibility, they know they, they, know they could probably get him. So Now, the word is he's transferring out to Oklahoma City. I think his parents just took a job out there. Ah, Okay. So I think he's going to be playing ball. I think he's going to transfer or go with his family out to Oklahoma City. So I don't know that he's going to be at IMG this fall, okay. but I'll double back on that. Interesting. Well, I'll give him a call and see what his, what's going on with him, which takes us to linebacker. I've got oh, – so everybody's on the board with two DBs, two CBs. How about LBs? Two. Yep, that's what I got, two. Maybe um, three if they get the right guy. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I, okay. Now, I think there will be some attrition at that position. Uh, a guy like Desmond Tisdall might not get to play as much as he wants to. He's a pretty good player, I think. I mean, he's a talented guy. He could go somewhere and play. He might be thinking about that. Sure. I don't have any intel on that. That's just my my thought, right? Uh, so, Cam Brown, does he possibly look elsewhere if he doesn't get to play a lot? Yeah. Um, Cam Riley, if he's really good at edge, does he move out to edge if they don't? have the numbers so for that reason i go three okay i I can see that for sure and so and so looking at the minimums at each position and the maximums we're we're saying anywhere from 12 to 15 on defense okay and putting that on top of the 15 to 17 from offense you're looking at a class of around 27 to 30 that That would be that's including 27 to 32 that's max minimum and max so anywhere between those numbers that Let's includes transfer. transfers. That's right. Yeah. And you got to think now, Auburn had 17 this year plus six transfers, 23. Uh, I think that's what was right. Is that right? Eight 27. transfers. Eight transfers. So 25. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot about the two. My, Morris Joseph and Craig McDonald give you yep. 25. Give you eight transfers, 17 signees, 25. So you're only, I mean, that's 27 to 32 sounds like a class from the you know early 2000s when there was no limit. And that's kind of what we're going through, right? I mean, there's I no more so. limit. Well, because right now you still have seven open scholarships. I think I think we're at 78 scholarship mm-hmm. players right now. So that gives you what you can go to 85. So you got seven open scholarships. You got 17 seniors on this team. So that puts you at 24 before wow. attrition as of today. Let me just ask you this, Jeffrey specifically, not leaving you out, Jay Head. No, go but- ahead. As long as you've been doing this, Jeffrey, how great is it to just talk about this and not have to worry about oh, but they can only sign twenty one. Mm-hmm. You just they just have to meet eighty five. However, they have to do it. Isn't that great? And the, the, what was 
I think it goes back to like Houston Nutt used to sign like classes of 35. I mean, it was outrageous. I think Auburn had a class of 30, and I remember that was back during yeah. the Hargrave's days. Remember Hargrave? The old sign and play. Sign and plays. Yeah. Tubbs loved Hargrave now. And, I, and it, hey, it paid off. Anthony Mix yeah. went there. I mean, they, they had some really good uh, – Derek Graves went there. There was a lot of good players that could not qualify partially or fully out of high school. Tubbs sent them to Hargraves for a year, did not lose a year of eligibility, played against some the, uh, some, some really teams, came back to Auburn and were dominant. Yeah. And who was great? Who was the Juco in Mississippi where he used Graves. to always send kids? Kareeby Diddy, not Derek Graves. I'm sorry. It was Kareeby Diddy. Kareeby Diddy. So go ahead, Jay. There was one junior college, Gulf Coast Community College. Gulf Coast. That he used yeah. to just wear out. El Toro Freeman. Yeah, El Toro. Nick Fairley. Duke uh, Williams. Duke Williams, Dick Fairley. And then he used to use Hutchinson. That's where he got uh, Rudy from. That's where he got Daniel Cobb from. Hutchinson, uh, you know, just got Marquise Gilbert from there, too. No, Hutch has done a good job for a long time. Is that where Prashay Rodriguez came from? Remember Prashay? Yeah, he came from one of the Kansas Junior Colleges. I can't remember which one. They loved Butler, too. Yeah, they did. uh, Listen, Eddie Graham was a damn Juco machine. He was he was fantastic. I loved to me JUCO recruiting was so much fun. It yeah. was so much fun, man. Yeah. Those kids were like, man, we appreciate you calling. Like people care about me, man. Like, holy cow! <laughs> like you, you go out to JUCO, you get lost, dude. Nobody cares. They're like, shit. The, they're like the middle child. It was yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So it's uh, it was it was that was fun, man. The Hargrave days, the JUCO days, and Rudy. You said Rudy Johnson came from. Did he came from he Butler. Came- from Butler or Hutch, I can't. Yeah, remember. I think it was. Uh, well, that's good. So that's twenty-seven to thirty-two. And, and my apologies on the question. That was another question. I think we didn't get to the other night. But uh, LJ Senior High School wanted to know best guess. We've touched on this a couple of times, but he asked today. Best guess how many commitments you think we get this month? Uh, this month being June, I think we all agree on. No, we didn't. No, we, it, I think we changed the timeline to before, so before September one. That's what we said is because it's too hard right now in June. Everybody's just doing their visits. I don't think you're going to see a lot of commitments. Right. So I think, I the, think the better question would be before August the 1st. Yeah. Well, I'd even say September the 1st because okay. I think that's a truer gauge because kids are going to be making decisions up until, you know, their season kicks off. I think uh, I think you'll have a, a – July might be a hot month, uh, you know, yeah. pun intended, um, yeah. with, with commits just everywhere, not just at Auburn. I think – that's when some of these guys that have been in the game for a while start popping off commitments and, you know, I do think, I do think Auburn wants a couple of more guys in the boat before big cat, which is going to be that last weekend in July. I think they want more guys in their corner going into that. So I would say at least two to three more before then. So you've got four to five guys at that big cat weekend. And then you're pushing for what would that be? Early August, having some guys pop in August and getting up to, you know, 10, before the season starts. And that's kind of how I see it, Jeffrey. I think you're going to get Brock Glenn in the month of June. I think he's going to commit into June. He wants to rep the brand of the school that he's going to commit to out at the Elite 11 to help push the profile of that school. I think that's the plan as far as that's concerned. And then I think you're going to get Joshua Horton. When is his – do we know his date? We know his date. We do. I have forgotten it. What what, what, Is it July? Early July? It's early July. It's like July 7th or 11th or something okay. like that. Gotcha. And then there's the potential for his teammate, 
Um, Jelani Jelani. committed at the back end of July. Connor yeah, Stroh's in July. Multiple other prospects that we're talking to, I think, can all kind of be on that uh, that timeline in July. So, like you said, probably three more in the month of July. If you can how get, about, how about Rockwell's uh, Rockwell's McElderry? There you Jeffrey, go. You, you think he, he might be? If he's going to make a change, it might be pretty soon. I would think that's what he said. He said in, in July. July. Yeah, because I think yeah. he swapped up his official visits. I think Georgia saw what an impression Auburn made, and they're getting him in this weekend. I oh, think, really? Are they? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure he's changed that up, and so now he's going to go to Georgia this weekend. Classic. And he's got Tennessee on the 17th, and I think Alabama that's right, that's right. on the 24th. And then he's going to make a decision. So oh, he's going to Alabama. I think he's going to go to Alabama on the 24th. I believe that's Ooh. the last I heard. Yeah, that, that, that's. Uh, I know they have been recruiting him, but he. Uh, when did I talk to him? Sunday? It's been five days. A lot, a lot of shit can happen in five days. But, yes, he, he told when he left that he wanted to have a final decision as soon as those official visits are over. Right, and I think those are the four he's going to take. He took the one to Auburn. He's going to go to Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, be done. You know, and the reason he didn't mention Alabama to me, either previewing the visit or recapping the visit, is I don't think he felt much love from them. And so if he's going now, they're probably like, hey, don't forget about us. We really like you. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you know what I mean. So I, I think he can. I, I would not. I'm not concerned with Alabama. I think it's Auburn, Georgia. I think he sticks with Georgia, or he flips to Auburn. I, and I I, I'll I'll say that until it, he proves me wrong. Uh, but yes, a lot of a lot of guys going to be committing in the month of July or by the end of July. So I think LJ, the I think we all agree that the over under. I think we put it at six and a half, and we all took over by the time. I I, I think they're closing in on ten by the time season starts i agree i think you got you're probably eight to ten in the boat by the time the season starts but if we're going just for the month of june i'm going one and i think it's going to be brock glenn and he's going to have an announcement towards the back end of june after his ovs are over i I would say one to two and i don't know who the other one would be maybe a camp guy yeah yeah, right right i'm just i'm I'm giving some leeway there sure i think that'd be good uh oh uh I got some how about you, man. I know it's been an hour. We're going to, we need to cut it off so people won't get bored. But got some how about you this week. I want everybody to be sure to uh, – hey, man, y'all give us a call on Tuesday nights, man. We had some really good calls this past week on our call-in show. Uh, I know T-Dub was in there. Uh, old Felix the Cat was in there. Had some really good calls, really good discussions. Y'all, y'all can check us out Tuesday nights at 630 on our YouTube channel, Auburn Live. Uh, anybody got any how about you this week? Yeah, I got two. All right, all right. All right, so the first one's going to go out to Danny Archer. Danny, yeah, we're not going to talk about the situation, but I'm glad you got everything squared away, that Jay Lee took care of you. <laughs> yeah. You're good people in my book, man. You didn't, you know, you didn't do a damn thing wrong. No, you. that was terrible. You, you know, surely didn't. So keep posting what you post. We love the information that you bring to the And book. I have no idea who to do that to him. I tried to figure it out, but I think it was – I don't know if somebody got him mixed up or it was terrible. But, yeah, yeah my apologies. It was, it was a miscommunication. Of yeah. Some kind. The next one's going to be Shacker Jack. Shacker. Yeah. To be honest, I made uh, I made a comment on the show two nights ago that basically said that Gus only had twenty to twenty five guys drafted during his tenure. The number was actually thirty four to thirty five. No man. Uh, <laughs> no no no. Hold on. You you went and explained yourself a little bit later in the same post. You were like, I mean, these are total of all the rounds, but yeah. twenty four to twenty five were in like the top what five rounds. Correct. 24 to 25 in the top five, 16 of those were in, you know, the fifth round to the seventh. Yeah, that, yeah hell no. Well, in your go. mind, you, you excluded anybody that was drafted sixth, seventh round, right? 
Correct. That's you know I mean? fair. I'm like, ah, oh, they probably didn't make a roster. I think the only guy that's done well that was drafted late like that uh, is Darius Slayton, who had a couple good seasons with the Giants. Sure at the round. He had a hell of a foot, foot, uh, fantasy football season. I think he two sure years did. Sure did. I, I, he's, I, he's still but, he's still going strong. He, he's still relevant. Yeah, absolutely. But Shaka kept me honest. I appreciate you, brother. Look. I am not too big, you know what I mean, too big to say I was wrong and eat that crow, baby. So keep me honest. Keep me, you know what I mean? Just get you a little bite, man. That ain't a big crow. <laughs> not a big one. Either, a little bit. O'Shacker with the uh, the uh, missing C. I think he got – I think he was the first guy banned <laughs> when he was Shacker Jack. And what he come back – and remember, he came back and he was like, you know, all right, my bad, you know. And he was he, he's now Shaker Jack, but he pronounces it Shaker. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mr. Lee. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I like him better as Shaker Jack. Yeah, I, don't, too. I, didn't, I didn't like Shaker Jack. All uh, right, Cole, who you got, Big Dog? Clark Tiger. Clark Tiger. That's Clark with an E. Uh, I just got a shout-out for him because I've known him for a long time. and uh, From Athens, Georgia? Oh, oh Clark County. Where's Clark County? Isn't that Athens? I don't think he's, don't think he's, he's not in Clark County's Alabama. Uh he's down there by Scambia, right? Yeah, you got Clark County in Alabama. That'd be uh Coffeeville, Alabama, West Bend, West End, or whatever, Alabama. I, I used to uh, I used to have traveled all the counties. I'm pretty Athens is in Clark County, Georgia. Oh okay. yeah. with a knee. I stand corrected, baby. He's infiltrated. Oh, yeah, I have to ask him. I haven't, I haven't talked to him about that, but he's always man uh He's always been great with just giving suggestions, and he knows the stuff. and And uh, I just, I've always been fond of him. So, Clark Tiger. All right, man. Those are the, those are the best guys, man. Uh, Absolutely. I've got, I've got, I've got several. Man, we had some. Man, I'm telling you, I appreciate the the, the message board's really good. Don't get me wrong, we still got some dingleberries on there, but they're uh, we got some. We far outweigh. Uh, good posters, man. I had some really funny stuff, on the, and, and if you made me laugh or got a good post, man, a couple series of posts, I'd like to give you a big how about you to Obliterati with a three. Obliterati. Oh, man, yeah, something funny, man. AU8908, Hidden Tiger, Fear the Thumb, War Damn Steve, Fear New Guy. He's been, Fear the Thumb has been one of my favorites lately. I he's he's been... awesome. Hidden Tiger made me laugh, too, I think, is 80, and, and 8908. Uh, uh, we'll see. War damn Steve. Blake R. is their new guy, man. He he came in this week and uh want to welcome Blake R. Glad to have him. Sauls is always a good poster. S O double L S. J Davis yeah. five. Big how about you to him? Big how about you to C U underscore N underscore A U. Uh good poster, man. And then of course we have the LJ and I think it's LJ Senior High School 1127. We answered his question on the show. D- Dingleberry of the week. <sighs> Pretty, pretty uh, standard status quo here. Kimisabi, boy, I tell you what, Dingleberry won't get off my ass. Will not get off my ass. And man, you know, I, I can't decide if Auburn Legacy is a, is is a. Is a I, I can't. I can't decide. He's trying to come out of it a little bit. I, I mean, sometimes I'm like, dude, come on now. I know it's like you read the post, you have to go back. Was that Legacy? I, I, yeah, I don't know how to take it. He's, I, I don't know if he's. More. It's like it's like he, it's like you know that hot chick, and you don't know if she's friend zoning you or not. You're like, I don't know, man. She kind of tickled in my inner thigh, but <laughs> then when I hug her, she pats me on my back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. Hey, good show, fellas, man. That was uh, I I think very informative for me, learning from y'all, man. I appreciate that. 
great post on the bunker. I mean, on the bunker, on the uh, on the corner this week. <laughs> um, I, I'm proud to say that I haven't read the bunker in a long time. I do not miss it. Uh, I, I like I like our I like our vibe on the corner. Me too. Um, Me too. But anyways, thank you all, man. I appreciate everything. Join us Tuesday night on the call in show. We'll be back next Thursday on the Triple Pod to talk about this this coming weekend as well as next weekend. Going to be a lot to going on. If you haven't uh, subscribed to the site, please do. Be a great time to do so, man. You're going to get your money's worth in this first month, and it's only eight dollars and thirty three cents. So you you will not regret it. I promise. You. If you love if you love Auburn recruiting, football recruiting, and be expecting some basketball visitors as well this month. Uh, this is going to be a great time to join us at Auburn Live on 3. Uh, for for Jay Head, for Cole Pinkston, uh, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Stay out of the left lane unless you're passing it and get the hell back over. See you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.